0: The faith comes not except to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that you might have and enjoy life, life in abundance until it overflows. Discover how to live the abundant life in Christ through the ministry of Pastor Oseo of Pastor Afarqua is the founder and general overseer of the Faith House Charismatic Chapel International, a thriving ministry headquartered in Kumasi with a network of churches in Kumasi and Accra, Ghana. God has commissioned him to preach and teach the word of faith for people to know God better, live life better, and impact their world better. Get set for an empowerment that will enable you to live a life of all-round victory Success and limitless prosperity. God bless you as you listen.
1: A very blessed morning to you, and for those of us who are our members and understand our greeting. Uh, I realize that I've been greeting Kingdom Addict, but not everybody really understands. Our prophetic focus for this year for our church is Kingdom Addiction, and usually, our uh, greeting, our uh, church greeting. Is usually cast out of our prophetic focus for the year. So this year, our greeting is that kingdom addict. Then the response is, God is first in my life. Kingdom addict. Then you respond, supernatural addition is my birthright. So if, anytime we are on, once we give that greeting, you can type in, God is first in my life. And then supernatural addition is my birthright. Wonderful to have you join us. We don't take your time with us for granted at all. And I have no doubt that in this service, God is going to bless you. This week has been an awesome week. It's been a week of fasting and prayer. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, we're waiting on God in prayer and in fasting. And I know that some of you were able to join us. If you are not able to join us, grace is abundant towards you. And I believe that this month shall be your month of testimony. It shall be your month of harvest. It shall be your month of supernatural favor like never before. In Jesus' matchless name. Amen. Barbar your heads and let us get into the word of prayer even as we begin to teach God's word. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you this morning. We give you the praise and the glory for assembling us together on this platform. It's a privilege we don't take for granted. Lord, as we share fellowship in your word, cause our lives to be upgraded. Move us from glory to glory. For the Bible says, we are with open face beholding us in the glass. The glory of the Lord are changed into the same image. From glory to glory. Let this be the experience of everyone who today's broadcast now or watch it thereafter. We honor you and we bless you for it. In Jesus' matchless name, amen. We are on this teaching series. We are broadly captioning, Growing into Maturity. Growing into Maturity. And our text is from Hebrews chapter 6 verse 1. Therefore, let us move beyond the elementary teachings. Hebrews 6 verse 1. Let us move beyond the elementary teachings about Christ and be taken forward into maturity. We are to be taken forward into maturity. We are to be taken. And this month, I see you move forward into maturity. You will not be stagnated in your spiritual development anymore, but you are going to go forward into maturity. The Bible says in the book of Deuteronomy, Moses, God spoke to Moses and said, tell the people to move forward. They dwelt long at this mountain. It's time to move forward. And I came to announce to you through this broadcast, it's time to move forward. It's time to advance with your spiritual life. It's time to progress. Make significant progress with your spiritual life. You've been a believer for some time. You've known God for some time. But there are deeper depths and there are higher debts in God. And you need to make a conscious decision to move forward. And I pray that in this season of maturity, you will grow and you'll go forward in Jesus' precious name. If you believe it, you can type an amen. All right. So, but our text, also our second text for the teaching, is First Peter chapter one, chapter two, verse one and two, which we've we'll been using for the past months. First Peter two two. Therefore, laying aside all malice and all deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and all evil speaking, he says, as newborn babes, desire the pure milk of the word that you may grow thereby. Desire the pure milk of the word that you may grow thereby. So. We need to desire to grow. God wants us to grow. We said last week we established about 12 facts about spiritual growth, which we said are critical. If you are going to grow spiritually, there are important things we need to know about spiritual growth that will help us in our quest to grow spiritually. We must understand that spiritual growth is not automatic. Among many things, we established 12 facts, and the video has been uploaded. You can... Get to watch it and use it as your basis for this second part. This second part, we are still on our teaching series, I Am Born to Grow. This is part two. Last week, I did part one, under which we explored 12 biblical facts about spiritual growth. In this season, we are going to ask the question and answer, how do I begin my journey into spiritual maturity? How do I begin it? Now, we know the fact about it. We know that spiritual growth will not uh, become a reality without our active engagement. But what precisely can we do in order to set us on a course for spiritual growth? That's what this teaching essentially seeks to do. And I'll be sharing with you five D's. Five D's. I like to use alliterations because it helps people to remember easily. That's why I like to use is these and all of those things that's why I, I i basically like doing things like that now we are looking at five D's in this service and in this service we are going to be exploring how do i grow spirit into spiritual maturity i know that's your desire i know once you are born again and you have a living and solid relationship with god your desire must be to grow god wants you to grow and you must also aspire to grow now what do we do how do we grow how do we grow come with me to first peter 2 2 the bible says as newborn babes desire the sincere mark of the word that you may grow thereby as newborn babes desire the sincere mark of the word that you may grow thereby like you have it our first d has to do with desire if you are going to grow spiritually we need desire to grow it takes a desire to grow spiritually You cannot grow, you cannot advance spiritually without a strong desire to grow spiritually. It takes desire. The journey to spiritual growth begins with desire. It takes a strong desire to grow into spiritual maturity. Spiritual growth can never become a reality in your life without a passionate hunger for it. You need to thirst and hunger for growth. Without a spiritual hunger... Without a spiritual thirst for spiritual growth, you can never grow into a healthy person spiritually. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 18, verse 1, he said, Through desire, a man having separated himself, seeketh and intermittent with all wisdom. It takes desire. All the things that would help you grow spiritually begins with desire. Without desire, you will not do the things you are required to do to grow spiritually. Without desire, you won't pray. Without desire, you won't study the word of God. Without desire, you won't go to church. Without desire, you won't give. Without desire, you won't serve. It takes desire. Desire is fundamental. Desire to grow spiritually. It takes a desire to know God more for a person to grow spiritually. That's why one of the greatest gifts you don't want to lose in your life is the gift of desire. God has placed desire in all of us. We have desires for many things. Some of us have desire for material things. We have desire for specific cars. We desire. Some people have desire for specific women. Some people have desire for specific foods. Everyone has desire. But you need to set your desire on the right things. Desire can be set. The Bible says set your affection. Set your desire on things above. So we can set our desire on spiritual things. The Bible says blessed are those who hunger and thirst. To desire is to hunger for something. To hunger and passionately thirst after something. That is what it means to desire. Many are spiritually stagnated because they lack desire. There's no desire in their lives. They are stagnated because there is no hunger and desire for more of God in their lives. Now listen, if you don't have a hunger for more of God, there will not be motivation for you to grow spiritually. Some people, there is no, there is no, let's take it for a moment when you have your favorite dish set but you're already full it's of no use so abundance of food no matter how sumptuous the meal may be to satisfy so soul is of no use but when you are hungry no food is enough no amount of food is enough and there are people who instead of staying spiritually hungry they have become spiritually full they can't take more they think they know it all they think they have arrived they think that they that is how far they can go with God. But listen, I want you to know no matter how far you go, there are depths in God that you have not yet explored. And that's why you must maintain your desire and hunger to constantly grow spiritually. Remember the Laodicean text? God rebuked them, Jesus, in the revelation to John. He rebuked them. He said, because you say, I am rich. That's Revelation chapter 3, verse 17. Because you say, I am rich, I have become wealthy and I have need of nothing new king james Version says because you say you are rich you have need of nothing you have become worthy because you say these things he says you don't know you are wretched there are many people who you see i believe that an honest regular assessment of our spiritual life is critical for healthy spiritual development if you are going to develop spiritually you need an honest regular assessment of your spiritual life don't lie to yourself if you are not doing well prayerfully, don't say I'm able to pray, at least I pray thirty minutes. Listen, Jesus said, Could you not watch with me for an hour? If you are not able to study the word of God, it is not this is not to take you on a guilt trip, but it's important you admit that your word steady life is not good enough the number of hours you spend watching tv the number of hours you spend on vain conversations the number of hours you spend meeting useless friends friends who have no who are no value to you all of such hours can be converted into listening to sermons that can enrich your life into hearing the word of god that can transform your life it takes spiritual hunger to grow spiritually one man who never lost his anger and desire for god was heavy. he said one thing i desire one thing I desire that I will seek after. What are you seeking after? What's your greatest passion? What's your greatest desire? What is the thing that moves you most, drives you most? Is it money? Is it fame? Is it power? What is it? One of the greatest things you can constantly and perpetually hunger after is to have more of God in your life. Because with God, all things are possible. When you have God, you have everything. But when you have everything without God, you are the greatest loser for it. You shall not be a loser in Jesus' precious name. So, you need desire. Desire. Apostle Paul maintained his desire until he went to be with the Lord. That I may know him. That was a desire. Daniel had such a hunger and desire for God that three days, 30 days of not speaking to God was a problem for him. At the risk of his life, Daniel went on to speak with his God. Why? There was a desire. There was such a desire for God. David said, as the deer pant after the water broke, so my soul panted after God. What does your soul pant after? What does your heart go after? David said, oh God, thou art my God. Early I will seek thee. My soul thirsteth for thee. My flesh longs for thee in a the dry and where, uh, thirsty land where there is no water. To see thy power and thy glory. May this be your desire. May this be your hunger also. In the mighty name of Jesus. David had a desire for God that coming to church was always a delight. How come you you don't have a desire for church? How come you are staying at home? Though the lockdown has been lifted and people are free to go to church. You are still at home. How come? It's simply because your desire for God has either gone cold or is not there at all. But I pray whatever category you find in yourself, whether your desire has grown cold or is not there at all, I pray that there will be a restoration. May there be a restoration of your joy. Go ahead and type amen if you believe it. So it begins with desire. Number two is to discover. We must not just desire, we must discover. You see, the desire must move us to discovery. That's number two. The second D is to discover. To desire spiritual growth, we must discover the much less benefit, spiritual growth of us. I believe... That when we get to know that spiritual growth is for our advantage, for our profit, and for our benefit, our attitude towards it will be different. Many people don't place premium and value on their spiritual growth and development because they don't know that it's for the advantage and benefit. And I want you to know today spiritual growth is to your benefit, it's to your benefit, it's to your advantage. It gives you power, it helps you to rule and take charge over your life. It helps you. If there is anything that influences every part of your existence, your spirit, soul, and body, let me submit it to you this morning. It's spiritual growth. When you grow spiritually, it affects how you think. It affects your perception about life. It affects your perception about people. It affects your relationship. It affects your marriage. It affects your business. It affects every area of your life. It affects your emotions. Some of us, our emotions are on and off. Today you are happy, tomorrow you are down. Your, your life is lived on circumstances. No, your life must be lived on the word of God. And for that to happen, you must grow spiritually. It is growth. When you understand that spiritual growth has much less benefit and dividend for you, you won't play with it at all. The Bible says in Galatians 4 verse 1, Galatians 4 verse 1, he says, Now I say that the heir, as long as he is a child, different nothing from a servant, from a slave. Though he's a master of all. So you're a master. You're a master of sickness. And I pray that in this season, anything that has gained mastery over you, God will release grace upon you to master it. Master your finances. Master your emotions. Master your money. Master your relationship. Anything that is troubling you, demonic forces that are trying to master you, may you receive power and grace at first to take dominion over them. Jesus said, behold, I give unto you power. To tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. So you see, when you discover spiritual growth and what it offers, you will naturally desire it. The reason why your desire for spiritual growth is low is because you have not been taught, you have not been introduced to the dividends of spiritual growth. There are countless, countless dividends of spiritual growth. The Bible says, My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. You shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. The Bible says, for bodily exercise, profit a little. First Timothy chapter 4 verse 8, but godliness is profitable unto all things. Spiritual exercises, spiritual growth is profitable unto all things. It will affect your marriage. It will affect your marriage. Marriage is sweet when you are spiritually mature. You can have a difficult partner, but when you learn to love them just like Jesus said with your love, it becomes easier. You may have a difficult husband, but when you learn to respect him, just like scripture enjoins you to do, marriage is sweet. I believe marriage is the sweetest union God made. It's, it's, it's the sweetest. That's why God patterns it after our relationship with him. Marriage is it's a blessing, but it can also be hell if you don't grow spiritually. You harbor stuff if you don't grow spiritually, you don't learn to let go of things. When you are not mature spiritually, you look to your husband as a source of joy and as a source of happiness. And that as long as that is your resolution or that is your commitment, you'll be unhappy. Because no human being can fully make you happy or satisfy you. But when you are spiritually grown, you are actually a source of joy to others. You are not looking, you are not looking for joy from others, you are becoming a source of joy unto others. I pray that this season will bring you into maturity. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Number three is decision. You see, now that we know we have the desire, we have discovered the benefit that spiritual growth offers, we must decide to grow. This is critical. We must decide to grow because, you see, spiritual growth will not happen by osmosis. It doesn't happen accidentally. It happens intentionally. And for it to happen intentionally, you must decide for it. Daniel said in Daniel chapter 1 verse 8, Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with the portion of the king's meat. He took a decision in his heart. Until we make a decision, there is no way we can advance in life. Your destiny will be stagnated without making quality decisions. It is quality decisions that goes to advance and enhance the quality of your destiny. And one of the most important decisions you can make concerning your spiritual life and destiny is to grow spiritually. You have to make that decision. Paul was concerned that is, if you are of the theological leaning that believes that he wrote the book of Hebrews. Paul said, you have been believers for so long. You have been believers for so long that now you ought to be teaching others. But you still have need of making us concerned. You can be, listen, If you don't make a decision to grow, eh, you will be you will be on for a long time and you will not grow. It takes a decision. It takes a decision. You you will continue to hang out with childish things, with toys, though you have grown past them. Paul was concerned. Say you've been believer for so long, and you ought to be teaching others. But because you have not decided to grow, you are stagnated. If you don't decide to grow, there is no way you can grow spiritually. Take a decision. You are born again, fine but you must make the next important decision. That is to grow spiritually. And I pray that in this service, you make that quality decision. You have to make it. Number four is to do. A lot of people know how to make decisions. They make, they write great resolutions, but few practice what they write. I teach, I love to teach the word of God, and I teach with a lot of notes. And a lot of people like to write it. I remember one time, a gentleman walked to me at a wedding ceremony when he heard my name. Apparently, he'd been listening to me on radio. So he walked to me and said, "Ah, are you the pastor? I said, yes, I am. Then he said, hey, I'm waiting to go on retirement. And then when I go on retirement, one, my, one of my goals is that I'm going to convert all your sermons into uh, books because I've written volumes of your notes. And it's great. I said, wow, this guy might be very diligent. But as much as I commended his diligence, I was asking in my mind, How much of the teachings that is written is he actually put into practice? Because that's what makes a difference. It's not the volumes you write, it's what you do with it. God's word is never given for our information. God's word does not come to inform us, it comes to transform us. And the only way it transforms us is when we do it. The Bible said this book of the law, Joshua 1 8, shall not depart from your eyes, but you shall meditate therein day and night to observe our to do according to all. He said meditate, to observe, to do. Observe, to do. Observe, to do. James 1.22, he said, be ye therefore doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. So, it's great to know about spiritual growth, but you have to take steps to make sure you are growing spiritually. There are things we do to grow spiritually. Just like natural growth, there are things we have to do And we have to do them consistently to grow spiritually. Jesus had the habit of praying daily. It helped him to grow. He had the habit of fellowship. It helped him to grow. You cannot grow spiritually without developing essential spiritual habits. I think this quote will be relevant to you. Until we start doing intentionally, good And consistently, the things necessary for spiritual growth, you can never grow into spiritual maturity. Until you start. Until you start. You know a lot it's time to start. Until you start doing intentionally and consistently. That is the word. The key word is intentionally and consistently. Until you start and continue, you can grow spiritually. That's why some people can be in jail for a long time. Five years, two years, three years. When they talk, you see that this, hmm, this person is spiritually a baby. They take offense at things that they shouldn't take offense at. They harbor things they should let go. For a long time in debt, And they've been in debt. And if the church is not mindful, some 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 of such people can sometimes smuggle their way, even into leadership. But the Bible says we should be careful we don't put babies in spiritual leadership because they will end up becoming casualties for themselves. And then finally, if you are going to grow spiritually, the journey to start it and continue, we need discipline. That's number five. We need discipline. It takes discipline. Discipline is required to fulfill consistently the biblical demands for spiritual growth. Please, hear me. There are biblical demands for spiritual growth. If you are going to grow spiritually, there are certain demands that must be observed. And they have to be observed consistently. And for you to do so, you need discipline. Most people I realize in life are great starters, but poor finishes. Luke chapter 14 verse 28 to 30. Look at what the Bible says. He says, For which of you intending to build a tower does not sit down first and count the cost, lest after he has laid the foundation and is not able to finish, or who see it begin to mock him, say, this man began to build and was not able to finish. I pray it will not be your experience. It will not be your testimony at any time in your life that you started something you could not finish. When you start a marriage, you will finish it. When you start a business, you will finish it in the name of Jesus. If you believe it, go ahead and type an amen. If you start exam, you won't fail, you will finish it. If you start your spiritual journey, you won't fail, you will finish it. If you develop a program out of this teaching to revamp your spiritual life and to put your life on the track of spiritual growth, Satan will not be able to stop you. You will continue, you will keep it, and you will finish it. If you design a structure for your prayer life, you will not fail at it. You will finish it in the name of Jesus. He said, this man began to build and could not finish. Every time you, are, you you start and you're not able to finish, people mock you. Yeah, you must learn to be a finisher. You must learn to be a finisher. Jesus is the author and the finisher. Paul said, I'll finish my course. Learn to be a finisher. Particularly when it comes to your spiritual matters. When it comes to your spiritual growth, learn to be a finisher. Then to be a finish, you said from the beginning of the year you are going to study the word for 30 minutes daily. Have you been able to keep at it? The fact that it was interrupted does not mean that you should go on a guilt trip. Go back to it, God is merciful, and then keep at it. But finish it. Finish it. You started reading the the, the short letters, the, the letter of uh, Peter, James, John, and all of those things. But when you go to Second Peter, you got tired and along the line, you stop. Go back to it, finish it be a finisher i pray that you receive grace to be a finisher it takes a discipline to start it takes discipline to continue it takes discipline to finish the reason why a lot of people start things they can't finish is because they are in discipline paul said in first first Corinthians chapter 9 verse 27 i discipline my body i discipline my body and listen When it comes to spiritual growth, you have to learn to discipline your body, brothers and sisters. You have to. You have to. There are times when you wake up, it's difficult to really pray. But you have to pray anyway. You say, ah, today I don't feel like praying. I don't feel the spirit around me. Listen, when you don't feel the spirit around you, start praying in the flesh. You end up in the spirit. Don't allow Satan to play on your mind. Start, wash your face, get out of bed, wash your face, and then start praying anyway, anyhow. As you begin to pray in tongues, pray in tongues, by the time you realize your spirit comes alive. Your spirit gets charged. Your, the Bible said, brethren, building up yourself on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost, charging yourself. So your spirit, the Holy Spirit charges you. Praying in the Spirit charges your spirit. It's critical. Discipline is essential for spiritual growth because the things we, we do to grow spiritually needs to be done habitually to yield the desired results. That's why discipline is critical. It's critical because the things we do to grow and there are things we do to grow. And next week, you'll be glad to know some of those things. We are going to walk you through a number of things that are essential for our spiritual growth. And we'll be looking at the life of Jesus and some of the things he embraced to grow. And I know that as we come your way next week, your life is going to be challenged. I want you to discipline yourself. After this teaching, don't just go back, don't just go back to the normal. Sit down. Sit down. Plan that this and this and this are the things I'm going to go, these are the steps I'm going to take in order to advance my spiritual life. Listen, there is nothing as important as your spiritual life. The Bible said, a man's spirit will sustain his infirmity, a wounded spirit who can bear. When your spirit is strong, there is nothing you can not take. But when your spirit is weak, There's very little you can take. It's my prayer that this teaching has helped you, it has blessed you, and it has set you on the course for spiritual growth. I pray that you receive the grace to desire to grow spiritually, the grace to discover what spiritual growth offers to you, the grace to decide to grow spiritually, the grace to do the things that are essential for spiritual growth, and the grace to discipline yourself to follow through. The Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. The Lord watch over you. The Lord preserve you. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen and amen. Maybe you joined the broadcast from the beginning or along the line. Or you are watching it at a later time. And you are not born again. You want to say, Pastor, I want to be born again. I want to give my life to the Lord. Just pray this simple prayer of faith with me. Say, Lord Jesus, I thank you for today. I believe that you are the son of God. You died for me. I confess with my mouth that you are Lord. Today, I give you permission. Be my Lord and my Savior. Take hold all of me and use me for your glory. In Jesus' precious name. If you pray that prayer in faith, I want you to believe without a shadow of doubt that Jesus has taken residence in your heart and you are born again. You are born again. You are a child of God now. And so, I want to help you in your spiritual growth and development. How do we do this? When you send us a WhatsApp, you send us a mail, we get to know you and then we help follow you up. It's our desire not to just lead you to Christ, but to help you in your walk with God and help us to do that for you by sending us a mail and giving us a feedback. If this broadcast is a blessing to you, we also want to hear from you, you can call our contact and let us know how much of a blessing it is for you. You also want to uh, join us if you are in Kumasi for Fellowship in any of our three services on Sunday seven. 8 8 30 to 9 30 and then 10 to 11 a.m three services on a sunday two services every wednesday 6 to 7 p.m and 7 15 to 8 15 p.m we look forward to having you and we thank you for being part of our broadcast today god bless. You. Mom.
0: pastor Afuaqua has just placed in your hands the key for all-round victory success and limitless prosperity to get a copy of this message and other messages as well as books by pastor Afuaqua, please call zero five four zero one two two six seven zero or email us at faithhousechapel at yahoo.com get interactive with pastor Afuaqua on facebook twitter and instagram you can also visit our website, www.faithhousechapel.com, for any other information. Fellowship with us, this and every Sunday, for our celebration services. 7 a.m. First service, 8.30 a.m. Second service, and 10 a.m. our third service. End on Wednesdays for our discovery service at 6 p.m. at our church auditorium on the top floor of Nanama Ejakuma Plaza opposite the Unity Oil Station Santa's runabout, Kumasi. God richly bless you.